imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women? Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Leadership Global episode. I am so glad to welcome everyone to today's program, where we have the honor and pleasure of welcoming Lisa Kaplan, professional life and executive coach, speaker, and psychologist, to speak with us about how to set healthy boundaries. You know, setting boundaries is an important part of establishing one's identity, and it's a crucial aspect of mental health and well-being. Boundaries can either be physical or emotional, and they can range from being really loose to rigid, with healthy boundaries generally falling somewhere in between those two extremes. Having boundaries simply allows you to make yourself a priority, whether that's in self-care, career aspirations, or within relationships. Boundaries are deeply personal choices and vary from one person to the next, and we shape them throughout our lives. Boundaries are actually connection points since they provide healthy rules for navigating relationships, intimate, personal, or professional relationships. And in that way, they actually bring us closer together rather than farther apart. And they're absolutely necessary in each and every relationship in our life. So learning how to show compassion and kindness to yourself is actually crucial. Healthy boundaries are crucial component of overall self-care. And that's because in work or in our personal relationships, poor boundaries can lead to resentment, anger, and burnout. So we can set boundaries for our personal space, our sexuality, our emotions and thoughts, our possessions, our time and energy, our culture, our religion, our ethics. And even though personal boundaries can sometimes be challenging to navigate, Setting and communicating them is absolutely essential for our health, our well-being, and even our safety. So today, please listen in as Lisa Kaplan explains what healthy boundaries are and how to set them and why healthy boundaries are so important for self-care and how to explain our boundaries to others. Lisa is actually a doctor of psychology, a professional certified coach, and has worked with major organizations and corporations, as well as private groups and nonprofits nationally. Lisa has been named one of the top 20 executive coaches in Chicago by Influence Digest. And in addition, Lisa is the lead trainer for all IPEC coaching modules throughout the country. Lisa helps smart, motivated people find success and happiness in all areas of their lives. And her coaching style is incredibly non-judgmental, yet it still holds her clients accountable to all of their dreams, their goals, their intentions. Welcome to the program, Lisa. We are so glad to welcome you to Lead Her Ship Global. To jump in today, tell us a little bit about what brought you to the current perspectives you have right now around boundary setting 
and why you believe that this is such an important conversation. Probably my own personal struggles with setting boundaries as a woman. Is it okay to set boundaries? Am I being difficult if I set boundaries? Is am I not pleasing enough people when I set boundaries? So, you know, some of it came from my own journey. And the other piece is just a daily hearing about it from my clients, both female and male, by the way, more from females, however, of how hard it is to set the boundaries. And to your point, people are good at setting them. They're not really that good at holding them. And so it's like, yeah, I set this boundary, but did you hold it? No. So then it was, it, do, it doesn't even work. And what happens with when we're, when we're not fully owning our boundaries and setting them, the thing that we least want to have happen happens is we get resentful. We disconnect from people and it actually keeps us from stronger relationships versus when we set the boundaries and we're, we set them and people follow them and we hold them. We actually become closer to people because we're not resentful. It's like a win-win, but it's hard. It's uncomfortable to do. People are really struggle with doing this. Why do you think that is, Lisa? Why do you feel that people are hesitant to identify their boundaries, to mm-hmm. establish them, to communicate them, and then to adhere them, right? So it's really, it's sort of a process to identify what your boundaries are to based on your value set, to communicate right. them clearly and with a sense of authority around establishing those boundaries And then to adhere to it, to be able to stick to the plan that you've put in place. Why do you feel like that's such a point of uncomfortable conversation for folks? Well, really, all the things that you said is often we don't even know what our own values are. So then if you don't know your values, how can you actually set a boundary? Because you're not you've lost clarity on it. Then when we maybe are more clear about our values and, and the boundaries we want to set, we're fearful of alienating people, not being likable, not being a nice person, not being in service, you know, these, these very mixed messages that so many of us have internalized our whole lives. Right. And I find oftentimes when I communicate boundaries to peers, clients, customers, uh, to uh, direct reports, to supervisors, all through my career, I found myself often apologizing for those boundaries or providing alternatives. You know, I don't take calls after five, but you know, tonight for you, I'll make an exception at seven or, uh, you know, I don't normally take calls after five, but maybe on Saturday. So we find ways of working around our own boundaries or apologizing for them. So what do you do to help your clients be able to Uh, create those boundaries based on their values, but stick to them without apologizing and without creating workarounds. So this is such a great, because I see this all the time. This is how I often hear women set boundaries. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wish I really wish I could, but I don't work past five, but I'll get up at five in the morning for you tomorrow and call you then. That is not a boundary in any way. That just, you know, there was a complete lack of boundaries there. So First thing that the really, the really basic first thing is to say, do I believe in this boundary? Do I believe that, that it's, I I'm entitled to this boundary, that it's a good boundary. If you don't believe in it, you're not going to firmly set it. And so asking yourself, yes, yes or no. And if the answer is no, then don't set the boundary. It doesn't even make sense. Right. 
Then the second thing is say the boundary clearly, assertively, with no apology at all and no alternative. So I actually don't take calls after 5 p.m. End of sentence. And sit in the discomfort of setting that boundary. What a lot of us do, and I see women especially doing this, is, oh, but I'm so sorry. I wish I could, blah, blah, blah. And then we've, we've just diminished our message versus a very clear, I don't take calls after 5 p.m. You could from there say, what would be another time that would work for you? So you could ask an open-ended question, an alternative, but not, <laughs> okay, so I'll take your call on Saturday at five in the morning because that doesn't, that's not going to work. Yeah. And I love the idea of co-creation in those moments where you get to solve an issue together and you get to ask the person you're in conversation with what works for you. You know, this is not possible for me. So what are some alternatives or some options that would work for you? And I think that that opens up a conversation um, that allows both parties to win, right? It allows both parties to come to a mutual agreement that works for both of them. So Lisa, what about setting boundaries? Do you think, how does that play with being a people pleaser? Uh, What I've always heard is that if you are and identify as someone who is sort of addicted to this idea of pleasing others, or you have some sort of fear of letting others down or disappointing people or in any way, not living up to others' expectations. So talk to me about the connection between being a people pleaser and setting healthy boundaries. Well, there, the, there's not a good connection. <laughs> I think it would be if you're, you're either going to be a people pleaser or you're going to set boundaries. It, it, you, you can't do both well. And so what often people will do is they'll, they'll choose the people pleasing. Well, I want people to like me. I'll choose the people pleasing. They don't set boundaries and then they're resentful. So you're actually not pleasing people because you're resentful and people can pick up on that. So the truth is, if you really want to be a true people pleaser and really, you know, connect and have good relationships, you will set the boundaries. And maybe people won't like it in the minute, but ultimately they'll respect you. It will strengthen the relationship. But if you're so people, the how we think of people pleasing or how a lot of people do it is that I'm passive then, that I'm passive to you because I'm putting your priorities and your rights or needs over mine. Or if I just focus on mine, that's aggressive, right? And then you don't matter. True assertive behavior is setting boundaries because I believe that both of us should and can win. So it is a, there's a big mindset shift there. If you're all about people pleasing, I don't know how that's going to work for you. And there is a connection between if you identify as a people pleaser, that's part of your behavioral pattern, then boundaries are going to take a real mindset shift and they may feel uncomfortable over time, but with practice and with intention, with, uh, you know, good intention, good motivation to try to come together with an aligned solution that works for all parties, you can break the habit of being a people pleaser, which often leads to exhaustion and burnout and frustration, anxiety and resentment, as you said, Lisa. So staying in that mode of trying to please everyone around you all the time, never letting anyone down, never, you know, in any way disappointing anyone is a unrealistic expectation 
but it also leads to incredible burnout and incredible yeah. resentment and frustration. So I'm with you. Let's yeah. talk about the good news about setting boundaries and what that does to actually build relationships up and to strengthen relationships and strengthen interactions and actually lead to really healthy relationships. So what have you learned as a therapist, as a psychologist, and as a coach in helping your clients move into relationships that are really based on healthy boundaries? So when we set a healthy boundary, we are back to the sort of owning our own rights, but also respecting the rights of the other person. That's what the healthy boundary does. So we're teaching them and our us of what works and what doesn't work, which allows for a stronger connection. So let's use a personal example that I say to my husband, like, I don't really like to talk before I have coffee in the morning, which that is accurate, actually. Um, so he now makes coffee and he makes it earlier, I think, so then he can actually talk to me. But if, if I didn't hold that boundary, I would not be speaking very nicely to him, which hurts our relationship. Versus if I hold that boundary and he holds that boundary, then when I have my coffee, we have a really nice conversation. It seems like a simple example, but it, I think for a lot of people, there are similar versions of, I'm tired now, I don't wanna do this, I um, don't take calls after five, I don't work on the weekends, whatever those boundaries are for you will ultimately make you stronger, higher energy, more pleasant to be around. You know, the list goes on and on and on, which means then you're showing up to all of these relationships in a far better, for lack of a better word, better way, which then improves the relationship. I love that. That makes so much sense so that you are able to enter into relationships as an equal, as yep. a peer so yeah. you're not always in a situation where you are taking orders or dictates or demands, or there's not a situation where someone is telling you what they want and you feel obligated to just simply deliver on what they want. But right. instead you enter into that relationship as an equal, as a peer, and yeah. you listen to what they're asking for. And you say, great, that works for me under these circumstances within this time frame." Uh, uh, you know, with this kind of scope or specificity. And the yes. great news about that is they really respect the fact that you've listened to them, you've heard what they want, and you are co-creating the solution together. Yes. So I think that is a great, great example. Now, what I find often is that people may say they have wonderful boundaries at work, but they fall apart in their personal life, or they have wonderful boundaries in their personal life, but it falls apart at work. And what I've heard you say, which I think is so true, as you do one thing is how you do all things. And right. so what we find is, in fact, as people strengthen their ability to set boundaries, either in their personal life or their work life, in fact, it becomes all encompassing. So talk to us a little bit about the practice of setting boundaries and how that can be a practice that you embrace both in your personal and professional life. Well, often when we're not setting boundaries, it's either around a specific situation or a type of person who maybe we're a little intimidated by or we don't want to upset. So is are similar things showing up personally and professionally, like a friend maybe where you're not setting limits with her um, and a boss at work and you're not setting limits with her. When we get the strength to set limits with one, most likely we're going to have the strength to set limits with the other one as well. Because we see like, oh, that really worked and, and it improved my relationship with this person. 
sometimes, however, it can end a relationship. And this is really hard for people, but I always say, then was that the right relationship for you? If you can't set a boundary, an appropriate boundary with someone, then is that, and they're, you know, you lose their relationship. Was that a good relationship? Probably not. Right? Probably not. Yeah. And there are some relationships that we have in our lives that, that we may not have the ability to change, like a boss relationship or a director of work relationship, a supervisor relationship. So we may not be able to easily move in and out of those kinds of relationships, but there are tools and techniques to have those conversations around boundaries. So Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about how you would structure a conversation with someone that maybe you're intimidated by? Maybe you have power and control over some aspect of your well-being or your life, or it's a relationship that you, you prize in some way. It's a really important relationship to you. How can you structure a healthy conversation around boundaries? I think the the main piece is to often we we are in relationships with unspoken expectations. So we haven't said them out loud, but we think we know what they are. And the other person thinks they know what they are. And often there's there's a mess in there. So the first step to really having this challenging conversation is to ask, what are your expectations of me? What time are you expecting me to be at work? What time, what are you expecting that I do around the house? What do you, what are your expectations about our relationship and get clarity on those. Then from there, you can decide, do these work for me or do these not? And then just, you know, and if they don't, and you're in a position where you, you either stay or go, you can, you know, maybe you end the relationship, you leave the job, or maybe you say, how open are you to some negotiation around these expectations? Most of the time people are. <laughs> They're like, well, what, what is it that you want? Well, I'd like to start at eight and leave by four because I have my kids to pick up. Okay, yeah, that works. Okay, great. Done where we were so afraid of it because we had these unspoken thought beliefs around the expectations. I love that. So in fact, you're actually asking for permission. You're saying, are you open to having a conversation to examine this boundary or this expectation. And I think that's a brilliant way to start because in that way, you're inviting them into a conversation that will end up being win-win, right? And you're also explaining where your boundaries are, where your limitations are and asking for their input and asking for their feedback and then designing a solution together that works for both of you. That's so smart. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes- people set boundaries without really thinking of how they might affect other people. Like we see this with leaders all the time, right? They'll set like, everyone needs to work in the office from nine to five every day. And yeah, that, okay. But all of a sudden when they have conversations with some of their people who say, you know, that that's going to be so hard for me. And I think I'll be more productive if you let me do it this way. Most leaders go, okay, if you're going to be more productive, let's do it your way. And it, all it took was that conversation. That's right. And I feel like sometimes, you know, people and especially women can be very afraid of having those conversations because they're they're intimidated by the anticipated confrontation. They're yes. anticipating yeah. a confrontation, a conflict that for many women is something that they avoid, right? right. We are collaborators, we're communicators, we we thrive on cooperation. And so it may be really difficult to walk into a conversation 
where you anticipate quite a bit of conflict or quite a bit of confrontation where you have to negotiate in a way that may feel really uncomfortable. But if you can set that side, that fear aside and walk into the conversation with confidence, knowing that your intention, your motivation is to create a mutual solution that will work for both of you, that really begins to decrease the level of fear, I would think. So how do you help people overcome the fear of having that negotiation or that very open conversation about solutions? Mm -hmm. So one I often ask, how sure are you that this is going to be conflictual? You know, often that's just a story we don't even know that. And and almost always my clients go, well, actually, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. So what if it wasn't conflictual? What if this conversation leads to change that that leads to a win-win for everybody involved? How interested would you be? They would say, well, yeah, I'd be interested. Okay. So, and then I'll also ask, what's the worst case scenario that can happen if you have this conversation and it's conflictual? Well, then that person won't like me. Okay. What if that person doesn't like you? Can you handle it? You know, and we always kind of drill it down to the very, can, can they handle the worst case scenario? And almost always the answer is yes. Okay. Then what have you got to lose? Almost nothing. Uh, and also what do you have to gain? And there's a lot to gain from these conversations, a lot, a lot, a lot and changes you know, not just in this moment, but for the future and the future of the relationship, the future of an organization, the future of a team, all of those things can happen from the conversation. I love that. Now, there are lots and lots of different kinds of boundaries and some boundaries are not just about restrictions, right? Right. So oftentimes we hear about boundaries where we're restricting access or we're saying no in some way, or we're We're limiting um, someone's uh, options, right? And in this case, that's not always true. Sometimes boundaries can be expansive. Sometimes they can be uh, an opportunity for people to actually connect in a whole new variety of ways. It's not just about restrictions and limitations and saying no. So can you talk a little bit about the different forms of boundaries? There can be time boundaries. There can be Uh, work boundaries. There could be all kinds of things, but can you talk a little bit about some of those ideas? It it could be even be boundaries around um, what we talk about when we talk about them. Um, Boundaries around uh, different types of meetings, let's say, you know, this is a brainstorming meeting, no boundaries. This is a absolute production timeline meeting, absolute boundaries, right? And so the being aware of the differences. And this is where a good leader says, these are the boundaries or these are not the boundaries on what we're about to do, which then leads people to, if people know that the boundaries are switching, they'll adapt to that and they'll say, oh, this is the brainstorming meeting. I can say whatever I want in this meeting. Great. But this meeting, I can't. Okay. I know what those are. And then I am happy to, to follow in those. And to your point where boundaries aren't always limited, limiting. So what I've seen many leaders realize is, wow, I say I have an open door policy, but that's actually not true. I'm going to change those parameters, those diet, those boundaries so that it's truly an open door. Um, I have an open door policy, which then changes the relationship. So I think the, the checking in on the boundaries, are they working? Are they not working? Am I actually saying what I Am I actually walking my talk around the boundaries is huge too. 
I love that. That's so smart, Lisa. So anyone that's struggling with boundaries, how would you invite them to begin thinking differently about the concept of boundaries and then beginning to experiment, to play with the idea of incorporating boundaries, both in their value system, in their conversations, and then aligning their behavior to the boundaries that they've, that they've agreed to? So the first thing always that I do with my clients is what's the story you t- you're telling yourself about setting that boundary? If the story you're telling yourself about setting that boundary is this person's not going to like me, I'm not going to get along with this person. If that's the story, then how likely is it that you're going to actually set the boundary? It's not. So what's the, what's the real story here? What's the truth? And then when they own that, okay, now what is a small, small step you can take in setting that boundary? Like, let's start with really basics, you know, saying to your boss, no, this evening I'm leaving at five, just the one time, try it, hold it, see what happens, see how you feel. Like really just getting comfortable with setting that limit. I think so many of us, especially women, we were socialized to not do this, literally socialized to not do this, which means since we were little girls, we've been told not to set that boundary. And so it is, it's going to take some really rerouting, right, of our brain, of how we think about it, of how we show up, which rerouting takes practice. Keep going. Start with a little boundary. Keep going from there. Add from there. Get comfortable with it. Get your voice. Get your confidence. Keep going. I love that. What great advice. Lisa, thank you so much for this incredible conversation, just packed with incredible, actionable insight and really, uh, I think, very rational guidance and expertise around this idea of boundaries, which can be such an intimidating topic for so many folks out there, especially women. And you have broken it down into easy to follow, easy to understand steps. And I'm so grateful for that. So Lisa Kaplan, thank you so much for being a part of Lead Hership Global. And thank you for so generously sharing your wisdom, your expertise, and your guidance today. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining Lead Hership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Lead Hership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders, create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.